Hello everyone and welcome back to another Arsenio's ESL podcast. Today I'm bringing you today some instructions on how to ask questions. Guys, asking for information, asking questions, this is extremely obligatory. What does obligatory mean, Arsenio? It is something that you must do. You must know how to do. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of examples that have happened over the last two days. My friend from Vietnam came. And, of course, with the Vietnamese accent, it's very, very difficult. I'm not sure what it is about the tongue being positioned in this part of the mouth or that part of the mouth. I'm not sure. But she was able to ask questions about where to go. However, when I went to the big, big main railway station here in Bangkok with her, it would have been very, very difficult for her to ask questions and know where to go. So, this is the thing. Um, speaking clearly and pronunciation. Last night, I went with her to a place to... It's called Asia Teak. Asia Teak. T-I-Q-U-E for all of those who want to look that up. This place is basically an outdoor carnival, um, wonderful restaurants, but it smells like sewage everywhere. But anyways, the funniest thing was there are lots of Chinese people. Now, I got wonderful Chinese people that listen to me in Wuhan, and I'm very, very grateful for you. (coughs) However, when I actually see that some Chinese people come here and they don't know the basic questions... In terms of asking, you know, questions in English, it could make for a very rude awakening. So, there were these Chinese people talking to a taxi driver they had rented, and it was right on the riverside. And they were talking to him, they were like, I don't know how to speak Chinese, but I heard, I know what Chinese sounds like. Japanese, I picked that up very well. In Korean, it's like, There's always a drop at the end of their sentence, so I know Chinese. And the Thai guy, he speaks English, okay? Not that many Thai people actually speak English. Um, And for this taxi driver to speak English, I was like, if only the Chinese people can speak English. Just a little bit. Not that much, just a little bit. And so, it's funny because he has no idea what they were saying. And he was just like, okay, uh, yeah, go shopping. Go over here. Go over there. Go shopping. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it it was just, it was really funny because if only English was the universal language, right? We always tell ourselves that. So, I told, and it sucked because my friend from Vietnam, she came. And she basically was, uh, I, I told her, I said, teach me some words. So, ban. Ban means friend in Vietnamese. Dien. Diem. That means crazy because she's a little crazy. So, I said, oh, ban diem, ban diem, you know. And so, I know, come on, xin chào. I know a few words in Vietnamese. But, you know, you, you gotta be able to adapt to the society you're in. Right, so guys, I wanted to create this speaking, uh, a speaking bank for you. Now, 
for those of you who are interested in seeing this in writing, as always, the ArsenioBuckShow.com, the ESL podcast, number 45, it is. You will see the link and you will see some of the information. Now, going into checking into a hotel, okay, sometimes um, you can call. And when you call, there are certain things you can say, such as, uh, example, I would like some information, please. When is check-in? What time is check-in? Do you have any rooms available? Is internet access available? Or is Wi-Fi available in the room? Is there a fitness room? Or is there a gym? Are there any meeting rooms available if you're on a business tour? Can you recommend any good places to visit? Now, of course, you wouldn't say that or ask that on the phone. You would ask that in person. You can ask on the phone also, do you have any twin, double, king-size rooms, suites, etc., etc.? What rooms are available? How much is it per night? Now, Normally, you can find all of this information online before making a phone call. Let me give you an example. I have a very interesting travel coming up in two days. I will be going to Vientiane, Lao. And you know what? I think I will put part of what I learned during my travels onto this podcast. So I will have an ESL podcast about me traveling to Lao and learning the language. All right, just to be able to get around. Now, remember, people in Laos, which is a country just north of Thailand, speak French, English, Lao, and Thai. They speak four languages. They are linguistically sound human beings. So it's going to be interesting. And basically, when I booked my hotel, I sent an email, okay? And the email said, Dear Sir or Madam, I have a quick question. I saw that you advertised that you have a shuttle available at the hotel. Here are my flight details. I would like to book a round trip, pick me up, and drop me off the next day from the hotel. Is that possible? They responded and they said, Sir, thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you for your details. The cost for this is... It's a very simple email. I will probably get into this more when I get into business travels and whatnot to give you more information, right? So there are simple things and simple sentences you can put together so you can, of course, use it for traveling. Remember, well, I didn't tell you this story, but I went to the Maldives last year and... There was a family of three from China. (laughs) I don't know. It's always, you know, my folks from China. And they were using Google Translate. Google Translate did not exist 15 years ago. It probably did not exist 10 years ago or even five years. I don't remember it five years ago. I used an app on my iPad to to basically, uh, what is it, to translate everything. But now, of course, Google Translate, it's much more, oh, I wouldn't say very reliable, but it's 50% reliable. So these people are checking into the hotel, and it's really, really funny because they were just using the Google Translate to speak 
with the Maldivians and, of course, the manager behind the desk who helped me a tremendous amount to stay there for the duration of four days. That's a crazy story. And so there was a little girl, and she kept looking at me. She was maybe 12 years old, but she was in awe of me. She was like, wow, you look interesting. You look like an actor, you you know? And so... The next day, they transferred to another island, and we both went to the airport at the same time with the same taxi. And so they got in the taxi, and I said, uh, what did I say? I said, uh, oh my god, how do you, uh, oh, I can't, I can't even speak the Chinese word, hello. I know Ching Chow, that's the, that, Ching Chow, that's the, uh, Vietnamese. Ni Hao, there we go, Ni Hao. Oh my god, I said, Ni Hao, uh, you know, they said, oh, Ni Hao, you know, and I can't speak Chinese, but... They actually spoke okay, passable English. And I said, I'm teacher. You know, you have to very, you have to simplify things. Do not speak quickly as I normally do on my personal development podcast. But do do not speak quickly to a lot of different people because they will not, whatever language it is, Chinese people, like last night, he was like, I'm like, he doesn't even understand Chinese. That's number one. Number two, you're speaking too quickly. So when I have these Chinese people in the back of the taxi with me, I said, I am teacher. He said, I, my wife is teacher too. You know, and the girl, they, they were just the sweetest family I've ever met Um, during, well, I wouldn't say the sweetest because Bali, I met a, just a remarkable Australian family, but I'm just very grateful to be around magnificent people, you know, and attract those people. So, guys, there are language barriers, but with simple, communicable, you know, uh, uh, you know, just language and the functions and the basic questions, it will help you a lot. And so, yeah, there's a funny video that I won't talk about, but Trevor Noah, he talks about, you know, Spanish, saying, a la derecha, and hola, como estas, bien, bien, y tu, bien, gracias, you know, and so, it's, it's difficult, but at the same time, just know your basic questions. So, basically, let's say you're at a hotel, okay, or let's say you go to the airport, and this is what happened recently, okay, There's always, and I mean there's always things to do at the airport. Now, I don't know what, well, it depends, it depends. Like in Las Vegas, you have slot machines, okay? But just recently, I went to Singapore, and Singapore Airport is a marvel beyond a marvel. They have an entertainment deck where they could play video games. They have a movie theater. You have gardens that you can walk through and just sit under, you know, some shade and just smell the beauty that's around you. They have something called a social, um, a social tree, which is basically a eight touch screen, you know, photo booths where you can like take selfies and decorate your photo and send it to your email. And of course, you have shopping, you have a children's playground, you have a bar, interactive art, you have a rooftop pool. And you have a snooze lounge. That's just a handful of time to kill activities. So if you check in to a hotel. And you check in like me. uh, I'm going to check in maybe 1 p.m. So my room may or may not be available. So they'll say, sir, your room will be available in one hour. I'll say, okay, do you have Wi-Fi? Yes. Okay, do you have a gym? 
Yes. Do you have a pool? Yes. Do you have uh, a restaurant? Yes. These are called time to kill activities. This will allow you to keep yourself busy until your final destination, which is your damn shower, your bed, your hotel room, etc., etc. I know there are a lot of impatient people out there who always say, oh, I want this. Oh, my room's not available. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? This is terrible. This and that. Thing is, take a step back and look at it from their perspective and ask yourself, okay, what can I do right now until my room is available? So, with that being said, there are, of course, a number of different ways you can ask for, of course, information. I wrote all of these on my blog, thearseniobuckshow.com. And, of course, a little bit of a write-up that you guys can actually uh, look at also. So, with that being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed this wonderful podcast, of course, hosted by your main man, Arsenio. And, until then, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.